dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Hello and welcome to my first real blog of 2021. I thought it was really important that today I talk about well-being as a PhD student during a pandemic. I don't need to tell you that 2020 was a year like no other. Our lives were completely uprooted and every aspect of society was hit and is still being hit by the pandemic. And now, at the start of 2021, we are in another lockdown. Part of completing a PhD involves problem solving, being flexible and adapting plans to ever-changing circumstances. And that certainly has been the case for PhD students this year, with some students potentially not even having met their supervisors in person yet. One of the major changes to impact PhD students across the world was that most of us in some capacity had to start working from home. If you were really lucky, you had space for a home office or even a desk. Days seemed to merge into one with Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting and sadly, no experiments in sight. The pandemic has not only pushed us to adapt to new ways of working, but it has also pushed us to question and potentially change our relationship with our well-being. If I'm honest, trying to write a blog about well-being has ironically stressed me out a little bit, but I'm glad I persevered. While it's an important topic, I've personally also found writing it to be quite a cathartic exercise, and it's even made me realise that I perhaps need to take my own advice sometimes as well. So one thing that really became apparent throughout the year was how much I actually relied on socialising for my own well-being. I can imagine I was not alone in this, as 2020 has made all of us completely reevaluate what we do for our well-being, as seeing friends, going out for brunch or having a pint at the pub was completely off the cards. So how do you look after your well-being when you can't socialise with others and when you work where you live? So this is not an exhaustive list, and I'm not saying these things will work for everyone. I'm a PhD student with no children, so I understand that these may not be practical in different circumstances. Number one, work-life boundaries. Make some. This is a difficult one when working from home. It's easy for work to overrun because you're working where you're living, but if you constantly work and don't take time for yourself, the chances of burnout are high. So set yourself a start time and an end time, and try and stick to it. And remember to take small breaks often. Number two, exercise each day. I'm not saying you should be doing a marathon every day because that would be awful. But a little bit of movement really goes a long way. So go on a walk on your lunch break or after your tea. That's dinner to anyone in the south of England. Walk around the living room, home office. Just move your body. You'll definitely feel the benefit. Number three, do something you enjoy each day. That's not work related. Read, listen to music, a podcast, journal, cook a nice meal, watch a documentary. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's something you enjoy. Number four, reevaluate your expectations and always be kind to yourself. Setting expectations is important as a PhD student, as it can help us achieve important goals and milestones. However, expectations do have pitfalls, especially if we don't meet them. I certainly have not met a number of expectations I set for myself in the past year, but I have reevaluated them to ensure that they are now realistic for the situation that we're now in. This all comes under the idea of being kind to yourself. Your productivity is not going to be the same as it was before, and that's totally okay. Number five, stay in touch with others. One thing I found really difficult during the first lockdown was staying in touch with people, especially the lab. Zoom fatigue is indeed a real thing, 
and the idea of socialising over Zoom just made me want to go to sleep. But I found it was really important to touch base with other lab members often in order to feel that I was still part of an academic community. The same goes for staying in touch with friends and family. The idea of having to spend even more time on a screen is draining, but a quick catch up with a friend or family member did make me feel more connected to other human beings afterwards. Number six, but avoid falling down a social media rabbit hole. It's okay to turn off the news or take a break from academic Twitter. Social media has become an integral part of not only where we get our news, but also how we communicate our science to others. However, social media can also be very draining and especially more draining during a pandemic. So don't feel bad for taking a hiatus. Academic Twitter will still be there when you return. Number seven, learn how to say no. Learning to say no has been a big thing for me this year. Prior to this year, I was pretty worried about saying no to opportunities in academia. However, this year has also taught me that I literally cannot do it all. And this has become especially apparent since I've progressed into the second year of my PhD and started communicating my science more often. Saying no is a really important skill to learn. Other opportunities will arise, so don't be afraid to say no to something if you know it's going to be too much for you right now. And most importantly, make sure to acknowledge your feelings. It's fine to have days where you don't feel like PhDing, but it's also always important to remember why you started and the impact that your work could potentially have. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.